0: This is The Servers Radio Network. Welcome to this edition of A Service Journey with Rocky DeStefano.
1: Thanks, Larry. I hope everyone listening will be able to walk this journey of leadership with us. And I'm Zach Davis. Rocky, I know you're always saying that everyone is leading...
2: Something or someone.
1: That's right. That's doesn't matter whether you're a parent leading your family, a coach leading a team, a team member leading a few, or a CEO leading an organization. All of us are on a path of leadership, and that's the title, A Server's Journey.
0: Fantastic. I understand today, Rocky, you're going to take us on a deep dive Uh, About working with uh, either empathy or sympathy? How how are those two going to work together?
1: Yeah, so we're going to, we think this will be a two part episode. In the first episode, we're going to talk a lot about what is empathy, what is sympathy, kind of define those, and maybe talk about the differences. And I think Zach's going to help us today with that too.
0: But first, epic Epic moments moments in leadership. leadership. And, you know, this comes from Wendy Maria. And how do you pronounce your last name?
1: Well, I think it's Wanda Maria.
0: Oh, Wanda. No wonder I couldn't read
1: it. Thibado, Thibodeau.
0: Thibodeau. Thibodeau yeah. yeah. And this is fantastic because it's really uh, it comes it's rumored that it that Warren Buffett, you know who Warren Buffett is? Yes. the oracle of Omaha. Yes. He has a fantastic habit of reading like 200 pages a day. Wow.
1: Yeah, now I'm going to guess that if you're advancing your career or focusing on getting your startup off the ground, reading 200 pages daily might feel like a pretty tall order, but that doesn't mean that you can't mimic what Buffett does in a way that's more realistic for your schedule, or you can even start small and work your way up.
0: You know, Harry Bernstein, the chief uh, creative officer of Havis in New York, he takes uh, Buffett's approach. He's kind of can't quite get into that. So he's taking like 10%, and he's trying to read 20 pages a day. Right. So here's some ideas that he gives us that, that might help us the, by reading.
1: Okay, so you can...
0: Now, you read a lot, don't you, Rocky?
1: Yeah, I do. I, I, do
0: you think you get 200 pages a day?
1: No. Okay. No, no way, but I, I, I'm always reading at least two books. Okay, well, that's one of saying. the ideas. Yeah.
0: You can re- be reading more than one book. Zach, do you read uh, more than one book a day?
2: I wouldn't say one book a day but I'm a pretty pretty avid reader, love to read. So. Yeah. Okay.
1: And I think it's all like for me I I normally have a book that's either spiritual or business related and then a book that might just be pure fun. Oh, really? Yeah, that's kind of how I And sometimes it those too.
0: fun books are are gives you good ideas.
1: Yeah, and my you know, my idea of fun is history. So, I'm reading <laughs> a book on lincoln's assassination so it's still i would say um it's expanding my knowledge even if it's joy for me i think other people might find it very dull
0: what well, one of the suggestions they have is don't take your cell phone to bed with you take a book to bed with you
1: yeah well and i think a book always it does help me kind of settle down and go to sleep quicker
0: yeah so trade your phone for a paperback in the morning or as you go to bed that's a good idea
1: Another idea is to look at your calendar and see where you can fit a break in. And even if it's just a quick break, you can read 10, 12 pages at a time.
0: Yeah, right. Sometimes I have to read one page like three times. Yeah. Then I fall asleep. But at least I get those pages in. Now, you can volunteer as a reader also.
1: Yeah, and that's done a lot with senior homes and hospitals. And they're always looking for people who can read to the sick or the visually impaired uh, or the elderly.
0: So we want to thank uh, Wanda for yeah. this um, this insight into Warren Buffett as being an epic moment in leadership today.
1: Yeah, and how can you contact Wanda if you if you want?
0: Uh, well, it's a Twitter account. Okay. Wanda, and how do you say her last name?
1: Thibodeau, and I, I'm sure I'm destroying Scri-t-
0: that. T-H-I-B-O-D-E-A-U-X.
1: I think that's Cajun. Is that a Cajun name? <laughs> <laughs> French Cajun?
0: Well, I don't know, but it's part of the internet. And speaking of the internet...
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about websites. And, you know, we've partnered now, really, for almost uh, more than half a year with ACS Creative, and they helped us develop our website, and they are kind of a full in-house do-everything company.
0: Right. And they do brochures, they do logos, direct mail campaigns, they do websites, they don't play games with your money. And you can contact ACS Creative on the internet at ACS Creative. So let's let's get into the deep dive. What do you say?
1: All right, sounds good. So I'm going to ask Zach if he could. He's going to read a definition of empathy, and then a definition of sympathy, and we're going to start talking about um, what they are and maybe the differences.
2: Yeah, so great. So we have the first one's going to be empathy, the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Uh, and and synonyms for this are rapport with, sympathy with, uh, which is actually kind of you know understanding of sensitivity toward. Uh, and and for sympathy, we've got feelings
1: of pity and sorrow for someone else's misfortune. Okay, yeah. so there's a there's a big difference between the two, right? Because empathy, which th- I, I found this interesting, um, a psychologist Edward Titchener translated the German word infelug, which I'm sure I destroyed easy that. Easy
2: for you to say. Yeah, good pronunciation.
1: Infelug, right. <laughs> which really meant feeling into. He actually translated that into English as empathy. And as Zach said, it can really be defined as a person's ability to recognize and share the emotions of another person. In, in fact, he even said that it's um, you can actually share the feelings of a fictional character or a sentient being. So um, even if you're reading a great story or watching a great movie, um, empathy can kind of come into play because you can empathize with these, you know, great characters in books and books and movies. But Zach, read us sympathy again. Yeah, I kind of put him on the spot here. So
2: yeah, yeah no problem. That's uh, thanks for
1: that face, Eddie. On the uh...
2: New iPhone. <laughs> so sympathy is feelings of pity and sorrow for someone else's misfortune. So it seems like it's got some sort of tie to specific,
1: specifically sorrow or misfortune. Yeah, and, there, and, and what was one of the first words? Feelings of pity. Yeah, and so I think that's kind of the difference between empathy and sympathy is that in sympathy there's this um, – I I don't know how else to put it. It's almost like you feel bad for that person. Mm. So when you empathize with somebody, you don't necessarily always feel bad. You can empathize that and understand that they're having a great day or a a really good experience as as easy as you can uh, see that they're having maybe a bad experience. But with sympathy, it really kind of stays in that realm of, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that's happening to that person. You know, it's more. Pity.
2: It's very. It's very outside. It's almost like you have a glass in between. You can have a glass in between having sympathy, and, and you know, you can look from the outside and say, "Oh," but I think empathy is is breaking that and and being really. Am I, would you agree with that? It's you're yeah. being right there with that person and feeling yeah. the same.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, in fact, I think you hit a you hit hits kind of nail on the yeah. head. It's it's kind of. Um, more than just merely putting yourself in the position, it's almost like you're actually imagining yourself as him or her. And more than that, you can imagine um, them in a particular situation um, and it, it becomes realer, I think, in a way you can kind of put yourself right there. Whereas I think with sympathy, unlike empathy, it doesn't really involve a shared perspective or shared emotions and you know, there are elements of like sharing a caring or concern, but you're not necessarily always um, conveying a shared distress, if that makes any sense. Sure. Yeah. And and as far as leadership goes, being a leader,
2: I think that there is is a, a big difference between somebody being sympathetic towards you and being empathetic towards you as well. I know from, you know, from my standpoint, I think that you, you know, being, you know, being at work with you. And I think you're pretty good at being empathetic, not to, you know, and I think there's a few others too. There is a, there is a genuineness that's going on there that's saying, man, I'm right, I'm right here with you in a, in a sense. Like I, I get that, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I've always been really kind of amazed at the idea of empathy versus sympathy because I, and I, I guess in some ways sympathy it is some and i don't know how to describe it but it it seems like it has more to do with pity than understanding what somebody's going through it's more of i feel bad for that person and that doesn't always you know that that leads you to do certain things but um it doesn't necessarily mean that you can commiserate with them just because I feel bad for somebody doesn't mean I understand what they're really going through. Right. Whereas if I'm empathetic, I can really understand what they're going through.
2: Well, and there's some certain level of care, I think, too, because you can yes. be sympathetic. Oh, I have sympathy and then you can almost go you know, on with your day. It's very. Yes. But there is a certain amount of care that's invested when you're being empathetic. Yes. Towards yeah. someone.
1: Yeah, I think with sympathy, sometimes that leads you to an action like you're more likely to write a check for somebody who's mm. just been through a disaster. Mm. Um, where empathy, it's more you're able to come alongside them and kind of do life with them, if that makes sense. Mm. So, for instance, and we're going to kind of get to some examples, but like it's possible to sympathize with something like a horse, but not speak. Uh, strictly speaking, to empathize with them. So I can look at a horse and say, Oh my gosh, I feel so bad for that horse. He's having to carry that huge man um, through the forest, or he's pulling that wagon full of all this, you know, all this fruit or, or crops, whatever. So I can feel sympathy for the horse, but I have no idea what that feels like to do it, if, if that makes sense. So um, I think empathy. If, if I can give maybe a quick example, today I had one of our, our team members who actually called me and said, Hey, is there any way, and I hate asking you this, but I'm trying to go to school and I really need to buy a car before I go away to school and I don't quite have enough money. Is there any way that you can give me an advance on my pay so that I can get a car prior to going away to school? So sympathy, I might write a check Hmm. and just give it to them because I feel bad for them. But empathy is more of, oh, you know what? I understand that would be really terrible to go away to school and not have a way to get off campus. You're kind of stuck always on campus unless you're bumming rides with other people or friends. It's going to be hard to do homework. How are you going to get groceries and food? What if there's an emergency I can empathize and understand, wow, that would really be terrible.
0: Yeah, that word understanding Yes, is what I was hearing. Yeah,
1: so it's more than just stroking a check. I still might do that, but the check might be with a string where, hey, I do want you to pay this back. Whereas if it's just all about sympathy, it's, well, here it is. But I'm not really trying to understand why you need it. It's just easy to write a check if that makes sense. I don't know if that does make sense. Uh, it makes
0: sense to me. I understand it. Because what you're saying is, you can listen to the person and you can understand what they're going through. Yes, and then try to create a solution. Yes, where the sympathy you're just you're just like throwing money at them. Right. Is, yes, is the simple answer
1: that I heard. Yeah. Do you have any examples you can think of?
2: Yeah, you know, I think I think the other day we actually were talking about this a little bit today. We have we have a, a team member that works at our store, and you know he's he's got a lot of experience um, to be flat.
1: Yeah. A lot of really good traits, you know, um, but really awesome. to be
2: flat. What does that mean
1: to be? I mean, maybe direct. Uh, you know, he, he's
2: he he he's just got a lot of work experience. He's had a lot of leadership experience. He's, you know, um, and, and not specifically with Chick-fil-A, uh, but he has had a lot of outside experience. He's, he's a little bit older. Yeah. Um, so the stage of life that he's in. I know he talked to me last week. We we I kind of got the a vibe that he was you know feeling a little bit discouraged. So you know I you know thought about it, prayed about it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to him about this for you know five five or so minutes. So he kind of you know he kind of started explaining the situation to me a little bit. And I would say maybe the sympathetic answer is like, oh, that stinks. Yes. Okay. You know. Um. Yeah. But I think putting myself in those shoes, and I think we kind of did that today too when we were talking, putting ourselves in those shoes. Man, I. I do get where you're coming from. Yeah. And Um, some
1: background on this team member is he, like as Zach said, he's a little bit older than our typical one. He's um, actually has uh, had a fairly large leadership role in another company. So he's already come into our company and started from scratch. Right. But he possesses all this experience. In fact, honestly, in some um, parts of the business, he actually knows the business better than even some of our top leaders. Mm. Um, so Zach has been able to empathize and say, "What would I feel like if I were him? I would probably be a little bit discouraged because I went from you know this big role to being a beginner, and I'm doing my best, trying my hardest to move up, and it's not happening fast enough." Right. So Zach was able to kind of empathize and push our leadership team to maybe make a decision quicker than we normally would make um as far as a promotion for this for this guy
2: and also and and considering character i think you were talking about that with today sympathy would have been just writing a check yes i think sympathy in this situation would have just making a promotion that's right and i think empathy is saying okay we get the stage of life that he's at how do we how do we preserve character in this moment, you know, how do we develop the whole situation rather right. than just just fixing this one problem? You know, right. how can yeah. We-
1: yeah, you could easily promote them, but that might not be honestly the best thing for our business. And it might not be the way that we we actually handle our leadership. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of one of the hiccups is we believe that you need to go through every step of leadership. And we didn't want to necessarily jump him from a beginner to one of our big time directors because we felt like he would be missing a lot of learning that happens. Um, that's important to our type of business. Right. So we were, we're empathizing with them. So that might mean we sit down and have a conversation and say, Hey, we're going to move you up. We know you want to go two levels up, but we believe you'll lose something by doing that. So we're going to move you up and we promise we're going to meet again in 30 days because you are on a different trajectory than other leaders. So you might be able to move up even quicker, but we still want you to spend at least 30 days in this beginning role so that you can kind of feel what it feels like and you can learn some of the grassroots stuff.
0: Now, I'm going to take that in reverse, because, you know, I came into your organization pretty much in that same boat. Right. You know, but I, I was willing to humble like myself. Yes, yeah. You know, I had to learn the business. I yeah. was really into that. Yeah. And I of course love learning new businesses. So yep. it, that was not hard, but you know, it, the person that you're talking about has to have that empathy to know where he needs to be within the organization. Yeah. Cause you're not ready to step into reminds
1: me of my ex-wife. She right. always wanted to be number one. <laughs> well, and if you sympathize with them, as Zach said, you might promote them very quickly and he might not be as good of a leader mm. than if you empathize, you understand how he feels, but you still want to work him through the process. Mm. So I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. Well, I yeah. think
2: there's a more personal investment. Number one, yeah. and number two is is it kind of reminds me of Jesus. I know we talked, you know, we talked about this last time, but he never lowered his expectations. He always brought his people up, you know. And he's getting personally. I think the personal investment there is much more when you're being empathetic as in when you're being sympathetic, maybe. So.
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. Zach, can you think of any other examples maybe within our our world where it's empathy versus sympathy, or even in, in the world at large?
0: Hmm. Yeah, because I'm thinking of the world at large. You know, I, I hear you guys, you're talking about this area of this environment called Chick-fil-A, but we're talking to a lot of people that are in a lot of different businesses. So I'm just trying to think, make sure that they can – um come along with us here mm. to understand what's going on
1: right yeah
2: well, I think it can apply I think it can apply to not only chick-fil-A but I think it can apply to maybe personal relationships too leading in personal situations and personal relationships at home um, I think leading with empathy um I know that you know my girlfriend and i we've been dating for three years, and something that i've had to learn how to do is to be empathetic and see where she's
1: coming from right and it's probably from a different Angle that you're coming from.
2: Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, because we're different thinkers and I think we're different. Everybody's a different person. And and having empathy is one of the biggest things, I think, just leading anywhere. Um, And I would say even one on one personal relationships, even going day to day when maybe you're not just working at your job, but even going personal interactions with people is you see somebody that, you know, maybe doesn't make a lot of money or homeless or whatever on the side of the road. Maybe sympathy is giving them, you know, two bucks. Maybe you feel better about yourself, right. you know? yeah I yeah. think empathy is getting in that boat
1: with them, you know? Um,
2: yeah. I, I don't know. Well,
1: I think it's like when you um, heard about all the hurricanes and all the destruction that happened in Haiti. Sympathy, I'll write a check real quick and then feel good about it and be done mm-hmm. with it. Empathy... It might lead me to do a clothing drive or hop on a plane and go there and help to rebuild. Mm. I, I think that's the main difference. Normally, empathy, there's an action involved, mm. or at least from, from my way of thinking.
0: I like that, bringing it back to the home. Mm. I mean, you're taking it right to the home because you say you're a leader wherever you are.
2: Yes, for Sure home business wherever I think empathy is one of those things it's I mean I, nobody's perfect at it I mean I know Rocky I'm sure you're working on it you know you're much you know wiser than than I but you know are older maybe older yeah 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 you can't scale I guess to measure was older wiser yeah <laughs>
1: yes yeah I think um uh this is definitely a trait that I am better at today than I was when I was much younger um, part of that is I've had more life experience and I've been through some of the things where, that people that I'm leading or trying to lead are going through. So I remember what it was like when my AC died and it was going to be a, you know, $3,000 repair and I didn't have that money. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I know what it feels like cause I was there at one point, whereas somebody who's just starting their leadership career may have no clue I mean, they, they might know, okay, that's going to cost $3,000, but they might not feel the same pressure, mm. you know? So it's the same thing. Like, um, if one of our leaders, uh, has a sick child and has to miss work, you might be sympathetic that the child is sick, but you can't be empathetic cause you don't have kids. And so you don't really know what that does to rock the world of a parent, if that makes sense. Mm. So I think about that a lot with you guys where sometimes I have to remind you, yeah, I I know you want to be black and white in this issue, but she has three kids. And that does change it. And it's in a way that you probably just can't get right now because you don't have kids. Well, it's funny that you say that because
2: I was thinking that exact thing when you mentioned it. It's funny because uh, I think we can empathize a little bit. Right. We cannot fully empathize. That's right. Because we haven't been there. Maybe we've had you know siblings growing up i've got 13 year old sisters i to a somewhat degree understand the kid thing right i do not 100 100 understand and i think yeah. that that is there's you know empathy to be shown you know in those yeah. situations too so,
1: so we're going to kind of wrap up this show uh but i do want to give one more example and um, i'm going to use something that was very personal so when i first started with chick-fil-a it was a different um, situation. Chick fil A was not the well known company that it is today. We had less than 300 stores. And the average operator, it really was a very, you know, very pedestrian amount of money that they made. There was this hope for the future that the business could really become something huge, but it was just that it was a hope. And so, our first several years, Trish and I made around $12,000. And I remember having a conversation with one of the owner's kids, the founder's kids, and he was trying to be empathetic with me on what it was like to make 12000 and try to actually pay the bills. And he was really trying to be empathetic, but he couldn't because he was at a different level financially I mean, and it wasn't just kind of different. It wasn't like I was making 12, he was making 15. It was like a different planet. So he was trying to empathize with me, but what it really came down to, he was sympathetic. He felt bad for me, but he could not put himself in that place where I didn't know, do I pay my heat bill this month or do I put gas in the car? You know, that's kind of what I was dealing with. And so as much as he was trying to do the right thing and lead me well he really wasn't able to kind of come down to that level. I don't know if that makes sense, but, you
0: know. At least you lived it. That's right, yeah. You've been through it. You kind of know and understand where other people are coming from. Yep. Well, we talked about empathy, and we talked about sympathy.
1: Yeah, and the definition. So I think the next um, episode, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of circle back around to those two, and we're going to talk about how to lead with empathy, why we should lead with empathy, and then when we should, and we're also going to talk a lot about when we shouldn't lead with empathy, which is a little bit different take on that.
0: Great. Well, that'll be next week then, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, you know what? I think we need to get to know uh, Zach just a little bit All better. right, let's do it. And so Zach, we're going to do a little uh, this or that on you. Are you ready? All right, let's do it. All right. Would you prefer Coca-Cola or Pepsi? Coca-Cola. I guess you had to say that, right? Yeah, Coca
2: Cola. Well, I think a little bit. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Because we, you know, we're Chick Fil A, but there's something about a Coke and a Pepsi. I don't know what it is, but there's something about it.
0: I just saw a great documentary on the two of those just the other day. Good, instrument. you know, the the Co- the cola wars. So yeah. it was kind of fascinating. Is it on today. Netflix? Uh, it was on Prime.
2: Prime.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: the, the... Pepsi, uh, the cola wars. Check yeah, okay. that out. I like right.
1: Coke so much better than Pepsi, and I don't really know why. I don't either. <laughs> I, I like their commercials. Their commercials make me feel good.
0: That's it. They're, that's their, yeah. they're, sell, they're not selling the drink. They're selling yeah. the image. Well,
1: it's that goes back to the 1970s commercial where it was, I like to give the world a Coke. Bingo. You know, yeah. you probably are too young for that. Yeah, no clue what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, Zach, Facebook or
2: Instagram? Uh, I'll be honest with you, and it's funny because I'm younger. I pick. Can I pick neither? Yes. I'm not a big social media fan and it's because I've noticed hours of my life being wasted mm. uh, personally by just being, being on there, just watching things that just don't have any purpose that are just completely vain in, in my opinion. Okay. So that's great. So what do you do with all that time? So, you know, we talked about a lot about reading at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's something that I love to do. Um, I try to get, I try to get some reading in as much as possible. The, the 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 goal is to get maybe an hour, have like an hour you know get up before I get up, I'll read and and I'll do that kind of stuff, and try to be more productive. I'm not there yet, but i'm I'm definitely trying well, to.
0: try it for those two hundred pages a day, yeah,
2: that's the goal right?
0: yeah, well, okay, would you rather learn to speak Spanish or Chinese? Ooh.
2: I would say I would say Chinese, uh, and the reason why um, is because I think it's starting to become a pretty big language. Uh, and today, it's one of those. It's a newer developing language. I want to say Spanish is still spoken more. Yeah, I think it's the world's language for it, sure. It's still larger. Yeah. Um. And at the same time, I think it's one of those things that's kind of unique.
0: So, do you want to store in China? Is that what you're saying?
2: No, I no, I'm not saying that. Um. But uh. <laughs> No, I'm not saying that, but I think Chinese would be a lot a lot of fun to learn. I think languages teach you a lot about perspective. I learned Swedish. Um, so there's something about perspective in in language. I think that learning that you know culture through that you know
1: language perspective would be really cool.
0: Fantastic. Well, what a great show we've had
1: today. Wait, I'm gonna real quickly. I'm gonna play this commercial for. You. This is it. This is what did it for me. uh 1971 and it was probably one of the, it was a hipster before its time where it had all these flower children walking up a mountain holding hands and all talking about yeah every nationality of the world and they were wanting to buy the world a coke so oh, okay that was where they kind of won me over so anyways
0: well when i go into chick-fil-a and i order a full meal i order a coca-cola there you go all it's right treat well thanks for joining us this week here on a server's journey remember you can subscribe to us wherever you um, subscribe to podcasts. We're all over the place. Someone asked us, are we on Alexa? I said, just ask her. She'll tell you.
1: Yeah, does she really? Yeah. Oh, cool.
0: Just ask her. So, Rocky, until next time, I'm your ever faithful
2: companion, uh, Larry.
1: And I'm Zach. And uh, we want to, again, thank you all for being on this journey with us. And we really think that it's all about how we serve while we're in this role. And that's why every Wednesday we take some time out of our busy schedules to talk with you about um, leading. And we call this show, of course, A Server's Journey. I'm Rocky DeStefano. I want to thank you for joining with us as together we become better leaders.